Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. Today my guest is Alicia Bryceland. She's a singer, voice teacher, and certified teacher of the Alexander Technique in New York City and northern New Jersey. And uh, we are doing a series of uh, podcasts that are directed primarily at Alexander teachers who work with, with singers and singers who are students of the technique. They might also be interest, of interest to singers in general. Uh, we've done part one, which is uh, a, a, focusing on the question of knowledge. And uh, this podcast, part two in this series, is focusing more on body awareness. Um, so, uh, Alicia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And body awareness, and what we're going to talk about is what singers bring to uh, the, the teaching process and what um, teachers can offer. Um, why don't you begin with uh, singers? Um, what what I think I think we've already discussed that body awareness that singers tend to be very aware of um, their singing mechanism. Um, yes. Um... But they oftentimes are aware in a different sense than the Alexander Technique really means. It's not about um, openness and noticing without judgment. It's being very emotionally tied uh, to what's happening mm -hmm. and oftentimes having an emo emotional reaction when things go badly. Right. Um, you know, if you if you work with singers um, and the Alexander technique, their their first impulse is when they try something, they're like, "Oh, well, that wasn't too bad." <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. they have to be, uh, you know, introduced to the concept of like, well, you know, it's not really good or bad; it's just information. Mm -hmm. And we actually want to be able to make mistakes. We want to be able to go too far in each direction. And then that way we know where the balance is. Um, and also, um, because so many singers grapple with tension on a daily basis, awareness isn't always uh, complete. It's um, some awareness, but... Uh, the complete awareness is being is being blocked, and that's how the Alexander technique is so incredibly helpful for singers because it can help them release that tension that's getting in the way of them really being able to understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. Before we get to the, the, the areas where perhaps body awareness is is being blocked, I think it might be worthwhile um, saying that. In some ways, you could describe the Alexander Technique as learning how to experiment on yourself, right? Try, try this, see how it works, that sort of thing. Yes. And, and of course, experiments by their nature um, produce either a good result or a not-so-good result. That's how you find out stuff in, in science and in 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 teaching. And I think even in general with Alexander students, it, it sometimes takes a bit of nudging to get them to to enter into that 
process uh, freely. And I I think that with singers, perhaps it's even a little harder because they have so much invested in what they're currently doing. I, I think you're absolutely spot on with that. They do have a lot invested. And um, to let go of that and to think that something would change and perhaps change for the worse can be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there is a lot of emotional, um, emotional baggage that, that singers can bring to an Alexander lesson. So I think it's important for teachers to um, realize that they need to be calm. They need to be reassuring. They need to say, well, um, this is not going to change your technique for the worse in any way. The only thing it could actually do would be to, to help it. Mm-hmm. To, to make you um, have a better understanding of what you're actually doing and then have better control of, of what you're doing. Right. Um, and I think once that they understand that, then they're going to be more open and more trusting of the process. Right, yes. And, and I think it's just a little, perhaps for Alexander T- technique teachers who are listening to this um it's just important to bear in mind that singers are are likely to have a greater attachment to what they're doing right now yes and, mm-hmm. and that's 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 just is and as a teacher you you you're gonna have to deal with that now right i mean that, that's life right uh, for, <laughs> for an alexander teacher but to get then to your point about awareness uh, being a bit restricted in terms of, let's say, the geography of a student's body. Mm -hmm. Uh, Say say some more about that. Okay. Well, it varies, of course, from from student to student. Um, As any Alexander Technique teacher knows, some people are very sensitive. Some people are at the other end of the spectrum and, you know, have don't have a lot of information that's coming in. And that's we're just all individuals and we're all different. Mm -hmm. So um, so that's true of students as well, but of of singers as well. Excuse me. But um, singers can tend to interpret um, certain sensations as openness so, for mm-hmm. instance, uh, this is getting a little technical on the singing side, but for instance, um, when they try to think of an open throat, sometimes the tongue can pull back, pull down and back, which mm-hmm. is actually mm-hmm. the tongue tightening, right? Yeah. Uh, shortening and tightening. But the singer um, experiences that as uh, more openness in space, when actually the tongue is taking up exact resonant space that they want to create more of um so that's an that's a simple example of where proprioception is false we think we're doing one thing we're actually doing another Mm -hmm. so if you understand anatomy and you understand that the tongue is is stretching and releasing when it's actually coming forward or coming out of the mouth um then you know that that helps but um, right, right. Singer, singers can often interpret uh, tension, what's actually tension, as release in the throat, in the larynx. Um, you know, for instance, a, a, 
singer can hear from uh, a teacher, oh, well, you have to, your larynx has to go down. So instead of thinking, okay, let me gently release the larynx down, let me take a moment, inhibit, <laughs> mm-hmm. and ask it and direct it to go down in a very nice, relaxed way. It's like, okay, well, I have to get it down, so I'm just going to push it down. Mm-hmm. And they, if they don't have the awareness that that's actually tension, then it just feels like something that's normal and perfectly fine. When uh, in, uh, it, will, it will create a side effect of having a held, um, held quality to the sound that you don't want. And, you know, I, I suspect that our founder, F. Matthias Alexander, who came up with this method as a result of a voice issue, in his case, a re- he was a reciter, and he needed to get his voice to the back of, of the room before there were PA systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about uh, that sort of depressing of his larynx, overly depressed larynx, right? Yeah. When he absolutely. in his in, in I think if you read chapter for the teachers in the audience, read chapter one of Use of the Self. He pretty pretty clearly spells out uh, the the kind of experiments he was doing, and he was shocked to learn that he only learned it by uh, using mirrors to observe himself. Mm, exactly, exactly. And you know we know how amazingly. Um, aware he was naturally as a person. Mm-hmm. And if he couldn't figure it out until he had mirrors, you know, the chance of an average person being able to figure out is pretty slim. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, talk a little about legs, because um, I think that there's an area where body awareness may be a bit uh, missing for for singers. Uh, what do you, What do you have to say about that? It is very true. And, um, you know, singers aren't just, uh, you know, we aren't just torsos that people, torsos, necks and heads that people, you know, carry it on stage and, and prop up on something and we just go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we need to be able to use our legs. We need to be able to walk. Um, we need to be able to act with our legs. And so we have to have them as part of our complete picture and we need to be aware of what they're doing. Um, you know, at the same time that we're singing. So being able to expand our field of awareness as singers beyond uh, just the singing mechanism, just the breathing apparatus, the neck, and then the head um, is incredibly important. We also need to understand what we're doing with our arms, right? Our arms Mm -hmm. and our legs correspond with one another. Mm -hmm. And um, we need to have this awareness um, the legs also are the base of our support. Singers need to feel um, like they have stability in order to have the um, the breath support that we need in order to sing, right? Right. So we take a breath, and it's not just the air coming out like air coming out of a balloon and going... Right. We have to control it. And that takes strength. That takes, um, you know, the musculature working in certain areas. And one of the things that really actually helps that is having being really very aware of your legs and the fact that they're supported, completely supporting the body. Mm-hmm. So if the legs are out of the picture, if we don't really even have an awareness that your legs are there when you're singing, then you're missing out on a wonderful opportunity to be able to. Um, 
improve your singing, improve your support for singing as well as other aspects. And I'm, I, I believe it's the case that most singing teachers would not emphasize legs all that much when they're working with a student. Um, that is true, and there are some who emphasize them in the wrong ways. I um, have, did not study with this teacher or ever meet this teacher, but I have had colleagues who have uh, known a teacher who would say, oh, well, you need to breathe in at your hip joints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while I understand that he he this person as a man was uh, trying to get a very low breath in right. the abdominal region, you know, which is basically yeah. at the level of the hip joints, um, the singers misinterpreted it and they ended up sort of like bending over at the hips while they were singing in an effort to sort of feel that the breath was going in at this place. So. Um, it oh, ended that's up interesting. Yeah. yeah, of course. Because if you're if you're you know emphasizing, well, I have to breathe in at this place. I have to breathe in at this place. What's your tendency going to be? Of course, it's going to be okay. Well, if I can feel a little more, if I bend a little, then I'll be more connected to it. So, um, so yeah. So these people would literally, you know, bend over while they were performing. I've never encountered that, but that's, that's, (laughs) well, and you know, to get back to our, our esteemed founder, F. Matthias Alexander, uh, he was given a piece of information um, from an acting coach, apparently. He was told that it was important to grab hold of the floor with your feet. Mm -hmm. Now, If you think about that for a minute, that's kind of a losing game because really your feet can't really grab the floor. But that, but he was attempting to do that and creating uh, clearly some extra tension in his feet that my guess is was interfering with his his feet and legs and ultimately his whole body receiving the support of the of the floor. Exactly. Exactly, because we're interconnected. And, you know, if you create that much tension in your feet, then it's going to where you're supposed to, which is the foundation of, of, you know, everything else that you do, then, you know, it's it's not going to help you. So I guess uh, something to to say to Alexander teachers who are working with singers is get them to tell you uh, what instructions they've actually had about singing what they should I, do with themselves so that you can you can see you can get a better sense of where they're coming from if they seem to be doing something that's that's counterproductive I think that's a great idea I think that it it you have to be tactful when you do it Absolutely so, yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes oh, you do <laughs> Has your teacher mentioned anything about you know your hips says your teacher mentioned anything about your knees you know and then have them say it and then say well you know what you can try try doing this i think that you know that will help you overall and when they have a different experience right from hands-on then um they'll be like oh okay it's it's there's a whole new whole new world there Right. <laughs> yeah. So say a few words about what, a, a, in more general terms, what a teacher can offer uh, to, to singers, singing students who, uh, on this question of body awareness, that, that might be new information for the singer. Okay. Um, 
I think that what a, what teachers can specifically offer can really bring to the table for singers and emphasize to them um, so that singers can understand how important the Alexander technique can be for them in their process is to give an overall awareness of the body while singing, that singing itself doesn't have to be the only thing that the singer is aware of while they're actually doing the action, that they can still be aware of their whole bodies, they can still be aware of their whole um, environment. Um, I, I have my students uh, build up a bubble of awareness around them that goes beyond their body, out to the sides, above, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. below into the floor, every diagonal direction, yep. three-dimensional three bubble, and that's all their space. That's, that's, that's where their energy can freely go. That's where they can expand into. Um, it's very empowering, and it really changes how a singer sings when it's not just about the, the apparatus that is moving at the moment. Right, absolutely. Right. And um, perhaps say a word or two about uh, um, the the whole question of that sense of awareness, how it can how it can improve with practice. Oh, absolutely. Um, awareness is an evolving process, and I think that's something that singers don't necessarily understand. They say, "Okay, I feel this now." This is the way it's always been in the past. This is the way it will always be in the future. Instead of realizing that as they work with the Alexander Technique, their awareness will um, deepen and um, they will have um, more sensations, more specific sensations, more um, understanding of how things work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And more uh, very physical experiences resulting from their own body awareness. Um, body awareness is really, this is really the most important guide that singers have. And I think if Alexander Technique teachers realize that, they'll realize that this is an in for singers. When singers realize that they can feel so much more, they can get so much more information, and it's more accurate information. They'll be like, oh, this is great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because this is what singers need. This is crucial for singers to be able to be successful. They have to work with themselves. And the only thing they have is their own proprioceptive sense of how they're singing. So you're basically, as a teacher, you're, you're tapping into an interest that's already there on the part of your student, probably for singers, um, um, more more so than the general public. I would I would say even stronger than an interest, Robert. I would say it's a need. It's mm -hmm. an absolute necessity to be able to feel. Um, going back to the concept that some singers, like everyone else, um, are very sensitive, and then it ranges to people who who don't really get that much sensation. Um, people, singers who don't have a lot of sensation have great difficulty in changing their voices because they don't have any guideposts. 
in uh, the form of um, these small little feelings that other singers might have. And mm -hmm. then they don't know what to do. They don't have any indication of where to go back to. So um, this is how important it is. The more sensitive you are in singing, um, you know, the easier it is to work with yourself. And this is exactly what the Alexander Technique gives you. It gives you a much more accurate, much more heightened sense of awareness of what's happening in your body. Right. And, I mean, you want to be able to feel, but you want those feelings to be an accurate representation of what's going on. Exactly. And and that that is something that comes with practice and with... Mm -hmm with uh yeah exposure to the work and working on your own as a singer mm -hmm. yes so, anything else you want to add before we come to the end of this podcast um the only thing i think i would really say is that um this sense of body awareness that um, the alexander technique is so wonderful at offering people mm-hmm um and that is so important to singers. It, it, it's really important to help singers realize that this will evolve and change over time. And that the more work they do, the more uh, lying down at home and semi-supine, you know, the more they bring the concepts to mind that it will just continually um, get better and better and better. And that can only serve them. That can only help them in the long run. There's no downside about that. It's all good. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a great place to end this, this podcast. <laughs> um, so um, my guest today has been Alicia Bryceland. She's a singer, voice teacher, and Alexander Technique teacher in New York City and uh, also in northern New Jersey. I'll be putting a link to her website by by this interview, and I'd like to emphasize that her site not only is a way to learn about her teaching, but has a, a, a huge amount of information about vocal technique uh, in, in and of itself, uh, as well as Alexander technique and how it relates to, to singing, and also uh, information about singer psychology so if you're a singer uh this would be a great resource to uh to check out i'll also and of course if you live in new york or northern new jersey and and uh what we're talking about intrigues you get, get hold of alicia and set up a, a lesson with her i'll also put a link to a, a site that will give you more information about the alexander technique and enable you to find a teacher uh, wherever you live. Alicia, thanks so much for this. Thank you, Robert.